Okay. Started up with the, the music and everything, so good transition. <laughs> Minimize that out. Alrighty. Welcome to session one of our next campaign, campaign two. Um, campaign two will consist of two adventures. Uh, the first adventure I'm calling like a mini adventure, and it is the Death by Goblins module. Uh, I don't know if it's written down anywhere here, but it's created by uh, one of the community community members um, and posted to uh, DMs Guild, which is where I get a lot of my community homebrew kind of stuff because it supports the community community and it's uh it's pretty cool. Uh, I really liked this module, so I wanted to throw you guys into it as a way to get back in the swing of things. So I will go ahead and set the scene. Um, all of you have either received a letter or were addressed directly through the um, Adventurers Guild in Curadel requesting your assistance on a pandemic. So currently, Curadel is undergoing, or I don't want to say under siege, but sort of, um, from a deadly disease, sort of like leprosy, that is spreading throughout the city and its suburb uh, villages as well. The concern was mild at first. However, it grew quickly because the um, the plague spread very quickly, and it seemed to be not curable. Um, people were able to use magic to, to cure the few cases that popped up at the beginning, but quickly, because they could cure it, and then that same person could catch it again immediately, um, led to the populace getting overrun with this pandemic. So... <laughs> We're doing a campaign about COVID. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Anti-maskers, is that why? <laughs> well, you know, medieval times, they, don't, they they ain't got much. They just got bandanas to cover their face, so. Wash your face. Yep. Wash your face. Well, and it's, <laughs> and it's that area, you know, where people just, you know, if you don't find a bathroom or something, you just shit in the street, so. <laughs> we're we're back to the Black apart. Plague. Everybody be, gotta be one owlbear apart. One owlbear, yeah. So, you guys were contacted or summoned by the um, the king and the council themselves. There is a Curadel Mage Council that requested your assistance. After many hours of research on the um, on the side of the council and the royal um, library ambassadors. The um, kingdom was able to determine multiple possibilities for solving this plague issue, and one of which was they found a, a legend, um, historically, that was about a, a wizard, we'll say a mage, from about 300 years ago that possessed great powers and lived much longer than most people would have expected. Uh, they were a human mage, so typically it's 80 to 100 years for them, but he lived at least 150 before people stopped hearing about him and stopped seeing him, and nobody's heard of him since. And this mage possessed a special item called a moon drop that is said to cure any sort of disease or illness. Um, and it is a 
major preventative within these historical writings that have been used in numerous scenarios similar to the one that the kingdom is in. Now, upon the summons, you guys were told to, if, if you had accepted, which we're assuming that you guys all do as per continuance of the plot, um, that you guys were told to travel about 20-some miles northwest of Curadel to a small meeting area. It's not necessarily a town because there's only a few houses, a windmill for grain storage and everything, uh, lots of fields for uh, farming, and then a single inn called the Stonehill Inn, which is where you are told to meet um, the Guildmaster. The Guildmaster you guys have heard of, uh, Zach, you specifically remember because he had initially um, led the adventure that you guys were on previously in our campaign one. Uh, his name is El Eldrian Merrimain. He's a blonde young human, young adult human, and he previously was a, a guild contact or admin that led these different journeys, and he has since um, been promoted to a higher level and is taking on this journey specifically with you guys. He... Yes, okay, so he sent the summons, and you guys are all on your way. So each of you is going to be in a different spot, and I will announce you and, and um, let you know to introduce your character to the players. So currently, uh, Zach, you are on the trail, walking along. It is about 7.30 to 8 o'clock at night. So I do have a request really quick. Can you turn the music down just a tad? So, Mel? I can turn it down. Hold okay. on. Yeah, all you have Give to do is right-click on the rhythm bot to, and yeah. then change the volume of that. Yeah. It's just enough that my brain is focusing more on the lyrics than on this. I would set it, set it to Much like 35% or something. It was at 20. No, it was at 20 and oh, okay. I was having problems. That's that ADHD is much better. Yeah. All right, sorry, continue. All good. Okay, so Zach, you are currently on the path on your way to Stonehill Inn. It's starting, the sun is starting to set. It's about evening. And just as you crest a hill on the road, you can see the small arrangements of buildings and the single windmill spinning in the distance. You are... Eh, 300 feet away or something like that. Not very far. What do you do? Guess I'm gonna go check out this windmill. <laughs> Seems like the most logical place to kind of check your surroundings. Okay. I will then ask, are any of the other players moseying about the town? And if so, where would you be? If not, you can also already just be inside the inn. Uh, uh, does the inn have a tavern on the main floor? Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to be there at a table. Uh, I, I'm, I'm bellied up to the bar. <laughs> okay. Jared or Mel? I would kind of like to... I'm going to kind of scout the outer rim of the forest first before I kind of go entering into the town just to kind of see what the terrain's like. Okay, and I'm see. just... And I'm just sulkily making my way 
just entering into the town with my staff. Okay. So, Zach, just ahead of you, as you're starting to head towards the windmill, you can see the almost pearlescent, um, like a blondish white hair on a drow about 150, 200 feet ahead of you, nearing the town itself. So somebody else is on the path. Um, can you roll a perception check for me, Zach? Sure. Oh, and my hood's up because of the sun. <laughs> but the hair okay. is sticking out. The hair is still sticking out. <laughs> that would be a 13. Okay. So you are moseying on, and you don't see that many people out and about, but you do see this drow ahead of you and a few townsfolk just kind of moseying on over to the inn or their homes for the evening. Uh, Mel, what would you like to do? Um, I am going to do my best. I'm going to look around a little bit here and there to see people, and then I'm just going to draw my hood closer to my face and just keep walking straight, not really trying to make any eye contact with anyone. Okay. Are you heading directly for the, the tavern? Yes. The stone. But I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of just taking my time because it's a new place. I've never been here before. So I'm just kind of not, I'm not going to say window shopping, but I'm like, just like casually glancing around and, you know, trying to figure out where the fuck I am. Okay. Sounds good. Um, Majority of you, majority of you have not yet been to this small place. Most of the Curadel Kingdom lies more east, not a whole lot west. In fact, most of the western continent is uncharted. So there are no even, there's even no maps for you guys to look at. So part of your quest is going to be charting this, um, this region out as well. Um... Zach, as you are strolling along, the sun is setting, and you just kind of daze at it a little bit as you're walking along. As that's happening, Jared, you are skirting the eastern side of the town near the woods, and you can also see the um, big windmill standing tall with its big blades spinning. Uh, however, because you're partly in the forest and there is a little bit of a thicket, you don't see the individual buildings. You just see the very peak of the inn. What do you do? Yeah. Am I able to climb up the windmill to get a better view of things? Uh, you're not near it at this moment because you're in the forest, but you can head towards it if you'd like. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Go ahead and roll either an athletics or a acrobatics check. They won and Jared gets arrested. That's right. <laughs> that's Natural one. That's how this starts. Yeah. Hey, none of us know you, so we're not going to bail you out. <laughs> seven. Did you say a seven? Yes. Seven total? Seven total. Okay. Uh, can it literally you... tipped over. It was at a 17 and it rolled. Oh, uh, uh, can you please roll a perception check for me? This will be interesting. Yeah, try a different die. There we go. That's more like it. 18. <laughs> okay. So as you stroll up to the tall windmill, you see it's facing away from you. The, 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 
blades of the windmill, I suppose. Um, so you're at the backside of the windmill, and it has some loose boards, and you attempt to climb it, but you don't get very high, and you don't see another foothold or handhold. Um, however, as you are climbing it a little bit, you fall backwards a little bit and catch yourself on the ground, but in doing so, you notice uh, about 25 feet to your right along the curve, uh, there's a ladder. <laughs> so if you'd like, just, you can climb it. Okay. I just kind of sh- I just kind of shake my head embarrassingly and move my way over the ladder. Um, also, with that perception check, okay. you also notice nobody saw you. So you're you're good. Whew. I was about to ask, did anybody see? About to ask if I could see him. I know. With, it, <laughs> with an eighteen, though, he he, he would have looked around and been like, mm. "Oh, what's oh, his, what, what's your passive? Yeah, what's his passive? My passive. Uh, let me see. Actually, fourteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you, you didn't do see not shit. Notice it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. <laughs> Joe, you said you're up at the bar, correct? I'm bellied up to the bar. Perfect. My okay. Favoriteest place in the world. So you've been sat here at the bar a little bit. Um, you have had a little bit of conversation with both the tavern keeper and the barmaid. I had their names here somewhere. <laughs> That's not how you spell tavern. Go ahead, with this pencil. Ah, okay. Uh, so the the barkeep and the owner of the tavern inn is Toblin, Toblin Stonehill. This inn is named after him. Do you already have a drink? Are you making any sort of conversations, or what are you up to? Could I please have a pint of ale? The uh, human man, a little stout and maybe just a tiny bit chubby, uh, turns while wiping out a glass with a seemingly dirty rag, uh, turns to you and says, Why, of course, I certainly can. Sets the glass down that he was just rubbing out. And proceeds to fill it with some ale from a nearby keg. He comes back over and slides it to you. I grab it and I drink it. And I pull out a smoking pipe, find some tobacco, and I start... I I blow a little flame out of my mouth to light it. Perfect. And I start smoking tobacco. I start smoking. He looks over at you, uh, looks you up and down a little bit, and says, I don't get many your kind around here. Of course, I'm sure. What brings you out this way? Uh, I a job, possibly. I don't know. Hmm. I go I go where the gods send me. Sounds like most. Do you want to open a tab, or do you want to pay for that one drink standalone? I'll open a tab. Alrighty, I'll keep track for you. So, as you're sitting there, drinking, having a nice smoke, is there anything else you'd like to do? 
I'd like to uh, scan the, just kind of scan the bar. Maybe look over my shoulder a little bit. Okay. See who's see see if there's anybody around that catches my eye. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Ooh, perception. This is gonna suck. Oh well. Can't see anything. It's really gonna. It's really gonna suck. Uh, I do have one question uh, for you, Amy. Um, huh? Are Four. you attempting to be inconspicuous, or how do you? How are you currently presenting here in the tavern? I am at a table with uh, an ale and a book, and I'm just reading. Okay, Joe. What was your role? I rolled a four. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you go to turn I'm around. Blind. You go to turn around, and a burly dwarf walks on by and bumps into you, and you get a little distracted trying to keep your beer from spilling. Fucking you do dwarves. lose a drop, and he just looks at you like, "Come on, man, don't waste it," and walks away. If you wouldn't run into me, <laughs> he doesn't I turn stop. back. To, I turn back to my pipe and my drink. Um, you did, however, just because this is a sort of a passive thing, when you entered and as you are sitting here, you are vaguely aware of your surroundings to a degree of understanding the room that you're in. Currently, Mm -hmm. you are at a long bar with a set of stools up against it. There are about eight tables behind you in the room. It's a fairly open room with just pillars holding up the, the second floor and the roof. Um... There are large windows on the front. Just below it are the double doors that lead out to the town. And off to your right, if you're facing away from the bar, you do see a small raised platform and a single stool. Toblin, I hope these stools are sturdy. Aye. They've held many. A younger but very polite um, woman, the barmaid, walks on by. Uh, You overheard, as you've been sitting here, her name is Ellis. And she, let's see, she actually strolls right on up to you. How may I help you? She looks at you and puts her hand on your shoulder a little bit and asks, do you intend on... uh, Joining the festival later, we're actually having a uh, a sort of talent show here. <laughs> Fighting is a talent, <laughs> sure, but I'm not much for festivals. No, unfortunately not. Not today, at least. We don't usually have uh, very many fights here, but anything that's non-violent, we would appreciate. I'm not good at non-violent. She nods and takes her hand away and walks over to the next poor soul to try to <laughs> rope somebody else into uh, participating in the talent show. Okay, Amy, as you are sat there reading, what do you do? We <laughs> uh, Yeah, so I'm pretty much just casually reading my book, but every time the door opens, because I'm facing it, I'll glance up and just look at who's coming in. Okay. Go ahead and roll a perception check. 
I don't know what you rolled yet. Probably not good. Oh, dude, I got a natural one! <laughs> you fucked me, Kirby! I got one. Okay, so... So you're distracted because you... This is a really good book. And not very many people have actually entered the tavern. Most of the people around you were already here. Um, however, you do notice that the tavern is quite busy and you're not able to make out much as people squeeze by others or chairs are moved and there are crowds around. Is there anything else you'd like to do? I really like my book. <laughs> okay. You go back to reading. Um, Mel, you are just about to the inn. Okay. You've entered the, the, what we'll call a village. What would you like to do? So I've entered the village, or am I at the inn yet? You are you are in the village, um, on the little paths that lead to the various buildings. To your right is the uh, windmill. Um, surrounding it and you on both sides are a couple little shack-like houses um, with, like, thatch roofs and stuff like that. And then just ahead of you is the Stonehill Inn and Tavern. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep my path. Go to the inn. Okay, you head on to the inn. I assume then you enter when you get there? Well, yes. So I go to enter and I hesitate for a minute. And then I enter. Okay. As you open the large door, you push through and immediately are not overwhelmed, but off-put by the amount of people that are in this decently-sized tavern. Um, It seems to be a fairly busy night. Um, Can you roll a perception check for me as you enter? I'm inside, right? You are just entering the building, yes. What a jump. Uh, 20. Wow, okay. Uh, So as you look around, you take a moment to kind of peer through the crowds and take in your surroundings. Um, As you are passing through the doorway, you do notice on the backside of the adjacent door that you did not go through because it's a double door, um, there are flyers put up. Sort of like um, this small town has its own notice board, but it's just Mm -hmm. on the backside of this door. Um, One of the main flyers is talking about the festival tonight and the um, talent show that they are putting on. All are welcome. Any sort of um, musical talent or entertainment style talent is welcome to perform on the stage. And it begins around 9 p.m. As you look around the room, you do see... A bunch of different kinds of people. There are humans. There is um, one it's smaller individual with their cloak up, but they are peering into a book. There is plenty of other humans and dwarves. There is a dragonborn sat facing away from you at the bar, along with a couple gnomes. And off to the, your left is the stage, the little uh, raised platform with a single stool on it, and a, an adjacent table 
that has a attractive looking or what would be considered attractive looking in this era uh, elf, a uh, high elf surrounded by about five different gnomes. Is uh, there anything you'd like to do? Female gnomes out of curiosity? Um, there is one female gnome and then uh-huh. four males. Kinky. Kinky. Um, I'm going to pull my hood down and I'm going to kind of grip my staff because I'm because I'm assuming you said there's it's fairly busy and everything like that. I'm assuming there's a smell. Yeah, um, a little bit. You do smell the waft of the kitchen. It seems that they are making some sort of stew and roasted chicken, at least from what you can tell from the smells. You get a sense of roasted vegetables and poultry of some sort. No, um, because okay. Uh, so because I've been traveling a while, um, I'm gonna, my stomach, I feel my stomach kind of just start to grumble a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna kind of mosey my way towards what's the bar, I'm assuming is the bar, because I've never really been into one before. Um, and I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna sit near the Dragonborn, not like next to, but like nearish enough and um i'm gonna just kind of wait and see if anybody waits on me sure um actually before you get to sit down um you're weaving your way through the crowd and a younger human woman bumps into you oh i'm sorry uh i don't recognize you you must be a newcomer yes i am Um, We have a sort of gathering going on today uh, and a talent show. Would you possibly be interested in participating? Unfortunately, my talents aren't something that should be shown to the world. Unfortunate. Well, then I bid you adieu, and I hope you have a nice evening. Please partake in any of our drinks or food. I'll be around. My name is Ellis. I'm the barmaid. I just give her a nod, and I continue my way towards the bar. <laughs> she continues on to a nearby table and sets down three flagons of ale to the individuals that are already sitting there. And Mel, you go ahead and sit down at the bar. Now, do you say anything to anyone, or Joe, do you interact with anyone? I just kind of look down the bar. I'm just kind of. No, no, I I notice her and I just kind of nod and go back to my pipe real quick. I just kind of also just a quick nod. And then I just, I don't really say much. I just start twirling, twiddling with the green diamond necklace around my throat. Okay. And maybe like quietly just muttering to myself. Okay. Sounds good. We will bounce back to Jared. What are you up to? So (laughs) by this point, I think I've scaled to the top of the the windmill. I just kind of want to gaze down at the town. Um, What type of activities going on down there? Um, What can I see? I can roll whatever you'd like me to for this. Yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check in this. Okay, I don't see shit. I rolled, I rolled a three plus three, so that's six. Okay. So that's the other one. 
I would say that the tree, I want to say something about the tree line is in the way. <laughs> so, you're, the so you're looking out and you're distracted by the beauty of the forest, just watching it, the top of the trees shimmer yeah. in the wind and the sun slowly set behind them, giving the air and the trees a golden glisten. Um, that takes away most of your time while you're sat there, just in peace. However, you do notice while you're sitting there um, a human walking, strolling down the road towards the inn as well. Actually, towards the windmill. Um, and a number of other pedestrians kind of making their way across town, coming in from the fields for the evening uh, to have dinner and turn in for the night. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Um, I think I'll start to make my way down and kind of use the the tree line to make my way towards the village. Okay. So there's a nice little path and some bushes and other foliage as you make your way towards the inn. Um, Zach, where are you at? And what would you like to do? Uh, I suppose since I've come all this way, I should go check out this windmill, so I guess I'm going to look up at it and just be like, wow, look at that. <laughs> sure. So as you approach the windmill, it it's bigger than it seemed from the distance. So as you're approaching it, there is a large lower basin that has a large wooden door on the front, and that tapers up a little bit skinnier to a sort of tower that leads up to the top of the windmill. There is a ladder system and uh, like a catwalk on the left-hand side from where you're looking. You see a uh, an elf figure kind of make their way down the ladder and head towards the inn. What would you like to do? Um, well, I guess I should try to determine if I can see a building that looks something like an inn. Yeah, yeah. As you're walking in to town and you're standing at the um, the windmill itself, you notice there are a couple small houses around, but just to your left towards the uh, west side of town, I suppose, you do see a larger two-story building um, with a sign that does say Stonehill Inn. All right, then I guess I'm going to start heading there. Perfect. Okay. Uh, when you get to the inn, what do you do? Mm -hmm. So first I'm going to kind of like, well, I guess the sun's already setting. So how dark is it? <laughs> um, It's been a little while. The sun is just, just below the horizon now. So you have that pinky orange glow across the sky, but all of the shadows are, are nice and long and, and, um, faded or like there's no harsh shadows gotcha well i think the first thing i'm going to do is walk in awkwardly and then sit there and blinking until my eyes adjust to the dark room that i'm in yeah um, yeah it's like oh oh okay um ever yeah this is the place Okay. as soon as you get in and you enter and you adjust you notice that the tavern is quite busy what would you like to do See, am I thirsty? I think I'm thirsty. So I'm going to go check out the bar. I'm not going to approach it necessarily. You know, my character is kind of 
more of a stickler for cleanliness. So I'm actually going to observe the cleanliness of the dishware before okay. I, I get a drink. So you walk up to the bar, but you don't yet take a seat. And you're sort of avoiding the crowds a little bit. As people get too close, you're just like, eh, I'm going to go this way a little bit. Um, roll a perception check. Twelve. Okay. Uh, the floors are dirty with the crowds. The counters almost all have some sort of liquid spilled over them, and none of the glasses or flagons look that clean. Well, in that case, I set my backpack onto the floor. And I pull out my trusty tanker that I always keep with me for this very occasion. Perfect. Okay. What do you do? So Take I'm going to walk up to the bar and I'm going to ask him if he has any need. Any need? Um, are you addressing... Um, I can't find his name again. To Toblin directly? Yeah, Toblerone. So Toblin is kind of a stockier, chubbier human man behind the counter there. You see him darting back and forth, helping various people behind the bar, manning the different kegs and bottles, and you flag him down. Well, hello there. What can I do for you? Ah, yes, we do actually. It's a bit pricey. But we do have it. I think we can make that work. Would you mind filling this flagon with it? I certainly can. Do you want to go ahead and open up a tab, or do you want to pay for the one? Uh, we'll just pay for the one. Okay. That'll oh, be Toblin, another pint of ale, please. Certainly, my, my good man. So he grabs both of your flagons, goes and fills them up, and accidentally gives the other... The wrong ones. So you I get just, each other. I just, I don't even look. I just start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Toblin, this ale tastes funny. What do you mean? It's different. I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's bad. It's alcohol. What do I care? But it tastes different. Oh, my bad. My bad. I must have given you the wrong one. Here, let me try it again. He takes the, the flagon from you, rinses it out really quick, fills it back up with mead, and hands it to you, Zach. I take it, and I'm like, oh, thank you. And then I specifically go, like, on the other side of the glass, the one that he wasn't drinking from, and, like, sip it just a little bit. <laughs> Toblin grabs the, gla the flagon that he had handed to Zach and slides it down to the bar uh, since it is seemingly untouched, un, uh, untouched, crunched, and slides yeah, it to like, you, Joe. Like, like I care. <laughs> yeah, it's just noting. I'm just noting whether or not Zach drank from it or not. So, so as I'm looking down the bar at this human, can I tell if the uh, darker-skinned lady that is standing by the bar muttering to herself is—is it—is it female? Is she female? Male? What? Yeah. Um, trying so, to trying to not be a jerk and just say, hey, you, you know? So, Mel, go ahead and describe your character to him. Hey, so 
Sorry, there's a here. So, um, she um, is a fairly tall female dark elf. She's a female drow. Um, she has like min, like almost like this purplish midnight skin with long silvery blonde hair. Um, she's also wearing a uh, darker cloak. The hood is now down. And she happens to have a fairly large green diamond um, that's, like, hanging around her neck, kind of going into the cleavage area a little bit. Into the cleave. Into the valley. Yeah. Um, Okay. And, Zach, go ahead and describe your character. Well, uh, my character is kind of a lanky, awkward guy. You know, he's kind of got, like, a little bit of a stoop in his neck because from reading too many books or hunching over too many you know, artifacts and whatnot. He's, you know, not necessarily the most assertive individual, so he's kind of scoots back from, you know, any kind of center of action or people hanging about. Okay. I, uh, I look at the, the dark-skinned lady and I say, <laughs> if you're not comfortable, like, why are you, like, are you, what are you muttering for my dear stop immediately and i kind of just i don't look directly at him i just kind of glance out of the side of my eye and i go i'm sorry i didn't realize i was even doing that my apologies no it's it's not a problem i just didn't know if you didn't feel safe or were nervous or whatever you know no i feel perfectly fine thank you okay okay how's that meat how's that mead taste Great. Thanks for asking. I go back to my drink. <laughs> Sex immediate still... frown after. It's great. <laughs> Sipping it. I'm like, I don't know if I want to drink all this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Before I jump to Jared real quick here, Joe, can you just roll me a quick constitution saving or a constitution check, but with advantage? Okay. Hang on a second. Oh, that's good. I got that. Oh. Oh, my. Oh, God. Oh, thank God. It's with advantage. 20. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So the ale and the mead that you've been having, uh, while a bit stronger than you're used to back in the city areas, um, you still feel fine. You could probably have quite a few more. Uh, and we'll jump over to Jared. Since you were moseying about within the town, you are the last to come upon the inn. What do you do? Well, I just, I just kind of look upon the building from the outside, and then I just kind of shake my head in disgust. And I walk into the building, and I just kind of pronounce to anybody that's in the area, I'm just like, well, in times of a pandemic, there's certainly not much social distancing going on in here. Yeah. <laughs> can i roll to repress repress the urge to just go up and punch him in the face <laughs> uh i think that would be a wisdom check <laughs> wisdom check You're doing it too oh <laughs> i have a positive number in that one <laughs> i know my character that would be a nine <laughs> I <got a> clap. <laughs> and i'm noticing that no one else is clapping and just kind of Stops. <laughs> Perfect. You're sharing a drink with a person. You're doing like the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk. 
Uh, I'm at least staying away from you all. So, Joe, with a nine, you're, uh, you yeah. begin to get out of your chair. <laughs> do you do anything? No. I survey the room, realize that I'm quite outnumbered, and just kind of sit there, stand there staring at him with my pipe and my fingers, kind of chewing on the end of it a little bit, and then okay. turn around and sit back down. So, Jared, as you enter and you speak to the crowd, the you notice that the room is quite full. There are many different individuals throughout the space. Um, and as you were standing there and this dragonborn turns around, speaks a little bit and just eyes you down, you do see the crowd starting to either sit down or move towards the stage. Um, what do you do? So I think that uh, I'll just kind of survey the room a little bit. I caught the fact that the dragonborn kind of eyeballed me a little bit, got a reaction just as I wanted. Um, I'm going to make I'm going to make my way over to the bar. Um, I'm going to pop a squat next to the dragonborn. Excuse me, is anyone sitting here? No, most people know better than to sit next to me, though. Oh, you look like a fine fellow. Do you and I just kind of look at the uh, the bartender. What would you recommend on more of the hard liquors? Well, we've got uh, plenty of bottles of whiskey. Um, we even have some rum that we import in. Other than that, we have bottles of wine, which are a little bit more pricey. We have some mead and the various ales. I think, I'll t- I think I'll take one of those fine whiskeys that you just mentioned. Certainly. <laughs> he goes and grabs a bottle and pours you a glass. Would you like to open a tab or pay for the one? I think I'll open a tab. Certainly, I'll keep track for you. And he pours it a little bit heavy and slides you the glass. Thank you. And then I'll just kind of start to make my way towards the stage. And then I kind of pat the dragonborn on the shoulder and I say to the bartender, and by the way, I'll get his next one too. You're going to regret that. (laughs) Uh, Toblin turns, nods at the elf and grabs your flagon and a second flagon, fills both up and sets them right in front of you, Joe. Fantastic. A good night. Anything else you'd like to do real quick, Jared? Um, I think I'd like to, I want to roll a investigation check just to kind of see the descriptions of the people around the room for myself. Um, 15. What are you, what are you attempting to do? Just to kind of see what the layout is, what types of people are in here. That would be perception. Yeah, that'll be mm-hmm. more of a perception check. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check. So we'll go with uh, 16. Okay. What kind of things are you looking for? Um, The types of people that are in there, um, what they're occupied with at the moment, who they might be with. 
Yeah, certainly. So there are numerous tables around you, most of which surround the stage itself. You do see to the right of the stage is a small table with a single high elf sat there and about five different gnomes. You do see various gnomes and dwarves sat along the um, bar counter, as well as at numerous tables. There is an array of humans that look like they probably work the fields of this small village, and there are a couple elves. Okay. So I'm in good company. Okay. Anything else? Let's see. No, I'll just kind of, uh, I'll find my way along the wall and I'll just kind of prop myself up against it and just kind of survey the scene as we, we see what type of activity is going on along the stage. Certainly. As um, people are starting to sit down a little bit, uh, you guys do hear, excuse me, excuse me, everyone, please. And you turn and see Ellis, the barmaid, is standing on the stage currently. We are about to begin the talent show for musicians and any sort of entertainment entertainers alike. Um, anybody that wants to last minute join, please come up to me and let me know. Okay. Um, everybody just gives her a little, a little clap. And as she walks away and a, um, stout gnome. So a, a bit of a rounder gnome, uh, occupies the stage and starts juggling uh, little throwing knives. Do any of you do anything or attempt to speak with Alice as she makes her way around the room? Something I'd like to know. Yeah. My character is now remembering that the town is infested with plague because he actually had forgotten that that was a thing before he started sipping on his drink. Panics, quietly spits his mead back into his glass, sets it down, reaches into his backpack, pulls out some kind of antiseptic, probably vinegar, and is now swishing it in his mouth. That makes sense. You probably would have vinegar and maybe a little bit of iodine in uh, your supplies, knowing your character. So, perfect. I'm not going to leave my spot, but I am going to kind of angle my body so that I am facing the stage. Okay. Anybody else do anything? I'm watching. Okay. Um, let's see. So, uh, Jared, where, where are you in the room at this point? So I'm, so let's see, give me the layout again one more time. So we got the we've got the stage on one side, the bars on the other, and then just kind of mingle amongst it as all these different tables. Yep. A bunch of different okay. tables. There are uh, stairs off in one corner that presumably goes up to the second floor. There's a door on the opposite corner that seems to lead to a back portion of the building and then a door immediately behind the bar, um, which also seems to go to the kitchen. I'll make my way up to the second floor because there's a balcony up there, right? That I can see onto the main floor. Uh, yes, there is. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll start making my way up there. Um, while I'm doing that, I'll subtly uh, cast Mage Hand to fetch me one of those flyers that you talked about earlier, just to kind of see what the night's activities are about. Yeah, yeah. So as you bring the flyer up to yourself, you can see in common, it's uh, a promotion flyer 
that is talking about the Harvest Festival that seems to be going on uh, this week. And this is the first night of it, celebrating um, for the people here in the town. Um, currently, there seems to be a talent show and dinner going on here at the end tonight. Do you guys do anything? Anything else, Jared? I'll just kind of mumble under my breath as I as I start reading through this. Oh, it's t it's quite the time to be celebrating right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I wanted to note too, uh, Zach, while you actually roll in either in an intelligence check or a wisdom check. Because this could be a smarts thing or a common oh, sense logic thing. Yeah, 20. Wow, fantastic. So, okay. 24 then total. So as you are entering town, traveled through town, and it is a very small place, and are now in this tavern, you noticed, unlike the city that the city of Curadel, um, you didn't notice anybody that was sick. You didn't notice anybody that seemed to be plagued by the illness that you had left in the kingdom. Or at least, not yet. It puts you a little bit at ease. Okay. Um, as you guys are sitting there and having various drinks and smoking your pipe, and reading and enjoying the various shows that are going on. Um, Mel, you actually feel a hand on your shoulder. I immediately go to like snatch it. <laughs> whoa, whoa there, Lassie. It's just me. And you turn and you see a familiar face, one that you recognize from the guild, the Adventurers Guild in Curadel. It's Eldrian, the blonde uh, young human that was the um, individual that brought you guys all to this location to embark on your journey. You should know better than to sneak up on someone that could steal their very life from your body. I know, but I like to live on the edge a little bit. I give a little, I give a teeny little smirk. Uh, he turns, Toblin, can we get a, uh, a round at the table over here? And, uh, he nods to a table nearby that the individuals seem to get up and move out of um, to make space for you. And he gestures in the direction of the table for you. Go ahead and take a seat. Uh, I have to collect the others. I believe they should be here. I get up and I make my way over. Okay, perfect. Ignoring the grumbling sounds in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> um, next in line, then, he notices you, Joe. Walks on over to you. Hello, hello, big man. Glad you could make it. <laughs> it's about time you showed up. I've been here half the day. What the hell? Well, you seem to be uh, early to the journey here. That's a good thing. I appreciate it. At least somebody appreciates something. Well, I've got another drink on the house on me. If you'll just come on over here to, and have a seat. Damn right, you better. I get up with my pipe. 
grab my battle axe that I had leaned up against the side of the bar and walk over to the to the table. Perfect. And continuing down the bar, he next sees you, Zach. You do recognize him. <clears throat> Why, hello, I'm glad you can make it, friend. Yeah. Um, are we are we gathering for for an update? Yes, yes. I'm trying to get everybody rounded up. We have a table ready just over here. Uh, we'll bring out um, some food and some drinks all on me. Or more particularly, on the guild. All right. My character kind of like scurries around trying to like collect all of the things I have unpacked from my backpack during the course of this <laughs> evening. And then um, takes a look at my flagon that's full of the mead that I don't really want to drink. Kind of peek over the bar and see like the slop yeah. basin. And just kind of <laughs> quickly make sure no one's looking, dump it. <laughs> and then just put the flagon back in my backpack and head to the table. Yes. Slide it <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and roll yes. a, a sleight of hand or like a sneak check. Okay. What's that going to be? That's going to be uh, dex. It's nine. Nine? Nine. Nine. Um, by the way, Amy, everything that's happened in the bar, you have noticed. I know. <laughs> so, Zach, as you do so and you make your way to the table... Um, you go ahead and sit down, and there are the two individuals that were at the bar with you sat there as well. Friends? Uh-oh, he froze. There he is. He's back. No, he's okay. He's blinking. <laughs> he doesn't have a four. He said friends, and all he saw was a big smile. No, uh, that that was he wasn't frozen. <laughs> that was, was just him. That was no, that was legit just him. It had a blur. Okay. It was a movement frozen. So, uh, Jared, can you please roll a perception check? Twenty. Okay. So you actually see um, Eldrian before he sees you. Uh, in fact, he seems to be kind of searching around the crowd looking oh. for somebody, and you recognize him. Eldrian, my dear friend, good to see you again. I just kind of come up from behind him and clap him on the back. Ah, perfect. Glad you could make it. I'm glad you were able to get here on time. I know you were coming you, from a bit farther away. Have you assembled your cast of characters for this evening? Uh, in process of it. Still looking for... Let's see. I think we've got everybody now, actually. I was just looking for you. Where would you like us to gather? I do have a table just over here. Uh, we'll provide drinks and food for everyone. And I'll make my way over there. Okay. So, he's going to follow you guys to the table. Um... Already, I'm so glad you guys could all make it. Uh, let's just go round hey, table. Zach, yes. Zach, really quick, did you see everyone at my table, or did nope, he not different grab table. me? He did okay. not grab you yet. <laughs> okay, I double check. That way, I I, nope. I need to know if I'm in the conversation or not. You are not yet. You are witnessing everything, and you are How far aware, away? but you are about two tables away. Okay, walks by you. <laughs> Okay, so, um, Jared, as you sit down, uh, Eldrian 
walks up behind you and says, Perfect. I'm so glad you all could be here. Uh, do you mind? I don't think any of you have quite met yet. You mind if you uh, run some introductions? I'm Brackus. Do you want me to describe my character while I'm sitting there? If you so could. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you see a, for those of you that may may know Dragonborns, uh, a uh, rather larger than average Dragonborn, uh, quite larger than average, and uh, with this, what looked like used to be gleaming armor with a big crest of Bahamut, the Platinum Dragon, on his chest. Ooh. And kind of a little shoulder, maybe a half-length cape with another crest holding it together on his shoulder. What color are you? I am red, like a very deep red. And like extremely black eyes, almost like demonic black eyes. It's kind of creepy as hell. And as as I'm sitting there, you slowly see like black smoke kind of puff out my nostrils. Okay. Um, before we get to the next introduction, you guys hear clapping in the background as the stout gnome has finished his act with juggling various things, uh, including a full tankard of ale without spilling it, and then chugs it at the end and catching the knives just after. Um, he makes his way off the stage, and another individual comes up. And they seem to have a little, um, like a, I guess a flute of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. And they are, so they're currently playing, um, a little bit more on the medieval country side of music. So very lighthearted, um, faster paced flute music. Sort of similar to the music that's playing in the background right now. Uh, Sith will kind of on her staff. Her she kind of clenches a little bit tighter on the staff as she hears this. Okay. Um, sitting next to the Dragonborn, which one of you guys sat? It's uh, a table that's kind of like, kind of like a picnic table. So you have two different sides and their bench seats. Who sat immediately next to Joe? The, this side opposite my characters lift off the ground like an inch or two. <laughs> I could. I'll sit next to him. Okay, go ahead and describe what your character looks like and give an introduction. Well, everyone, good evening. My name is Leoris, or as my few friends that I have call me Leo for short. Um, Just to describe Leo a little bit, uh, he has a kind of a brown and green, uh, lightly studded leather armor on. Over the top of that, he's kind of got like a green tunic cloak. As he pulls that back, you can just kind of see that he has um, almost like piercing green eyes, a braided, both shorter goatee, as well as kind of like like a Viking braid that goes down the back of his head with shaved sides. And as you kind of see it get exposed more in the light, he has kind of almost like a studded, like a, um, a smothered war paint over his face, made with like makeshift paint and mud. I'm in a woodland elf. Okay. And the point, and, uh, I was going to say the pointed ears next. Perfect. Okay. 
And then is, um, is the hold on is the war paint like over your forehead or over most of your face? Longer most of my face kind of started down from the the pointed nose and it kind of drapes its way back down behind behind my ears. Okay, perfect. Uh, who is sitting across from the dragonborn? Sit across. Okay, go ahead and in- introduce yourself and give us a little description of your character again. Okay, so my name is Sithril, uh, and she ha- and I have uh, like again long silver blonde hair with midnight purple skin. Um, now that you kind of see me a little bit closer, my eyes are very like like almost silver. They're like so- they're so silver they're almost white. Um, I also um, have like I said I have a green diamond around my neck. And I am wearing, um, trying to remember what the armor I took to get. It's been a while since Yeah, so uh, also wearing like studded armor, but it's more black than anything else. And uh, to my right, I have a. There was a picture of it. Uh, a staff. Um, it's like. Probably about as tall as me, and I'm about six-ish feet tall. Um, and it is a black staff, and it's wooden, and it kind of has like a um, what do you call the top part? That the the part the, the or- cradle. Yeah, in the cradle, it kind of looks like a twisted dead tree, and in the cradle is a um bright green orb. We have a lot of green, green. in our group. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Okay, and uh, Zach, where did you sit? Well, based on the last incident, I'm probably, like I said, I'm going to sit diagonally from um, Joe's character because I don't want to repeat of what happened last time. Um, so yeah, I uh, kind of, I don't want to say meekly, but kind of like, I'm here too. Um, and, um, uh, introduce myself. Hi, my name's Lingvi, and, um, I don't know if I necessarily go into details about who I am. I think I'm just going to kind of, you know, leave my name at that. And then obviously I'll describe my character. Uh, again, I'm kind of a lanky individual, um, kind of got like a little hunch over from reading too many books and, you know, looking at old artifacts and whatnot. Um, got like, uh, I would call it like dark copper hair with, um, green eyes and I've got some glasses, um, definitely have seen some use. Like I said, they used to be really nice at one point, but they've definitely seen a fall or two. So, you know, they're a little, yeah, they little, I don't say worse for wear, you know, they're maintained, but they're, yeah, definitely used. Most of my garments were at one point probably really nice, but they've definitely been used. Uh, not necessarily in bad shape, just definitely, you know, just worn. a little bit of wear and tear there. Um, yeah, anything else I want to mention? No, I think that's good. Okay. Oh, I actually do have a, ch- um, underneath my tunic, actually, you may notice that I have um, a chain shirt underneath it. Hmm. Perfect. Okay. And while all you guys are conversing, um, uh, Eldrian actually stepped 
just a little outside the table range a little bit here. And Amy, you actually feel a hand on your shoulder. What do you do? I look at who the hand belongs to. You recognize it. There's it's nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's nobody's hand. It's a it's a severed hand. A no, mage hand. You feeling me up, Jerry? <laughs> you uh, actually recognize the long sleeve cloak more than anything, of an individual that uh, spoke to you very recently. No. He uh, pulls you towards him a little bit and um, starts speaking. I'm glad you could make it. Uh, I. I got you here a little bit earlier because I knew you came from the farthest away. Come uh, meet the party. And he walks you over to the table. Um, because this is the introductions were happening at the same time, um, Amy, you do hear, uh, you you do perceive Joe's introduction and um, Jared's because they are on the same side of the table. Uh Lingvi and Sithril is their backs are to you as you walk up to the table. Perfect. Uh, Eldrin turns to the entire party, and here is one more. Uh, I brought her from quite far away. She's quite good, and uh, she's actually going to be your guide through much of these wild lands, considering she actually is from a small village much farther west of here. Thank you for joining us. He turns to you, Amy. Uh, I am Echo. Um, and so Echo is a halfling on the younger side. She's like young adult. Um, her hair is a mixture of stark white and jet black, and it's all braided up, and she has uh, green scales braided in to it, and it's uneven, so it's long, but one portion of it is like to mid back and the other portion is like just below her shoulders. Um, she has burn marks and electrical marks, scars all around her neck, around her ears. One ear is completely mottled with scars. She has claw scars across her one eye. Uh, her eyes are like this milky brown uh, and her, yeah. Not pretty. <laughs> huh? Poopy? No. No, like, like faded brown. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like a milky film. Okay. Over yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like... Her, she has a, a dark green cloak, um, and her armor is like patchwork, older armor, all stitched together out of leather, and her bracers are the newest things, and they have embroidered flowers on them. Um, and her right ear is missing a chunk. She's been through. She does not look good. Yeah. Uh, very <laughs> pale, and you can see her veins under her her pallor. Okay. Uh, and Eldrian gestures to you to sit down at the table here. Uh, who do you sit next to? You can choose to sit next to Jared's character or next to Zach's character. I'll sit next to Zach's character, and then I'll turn to him. I did not catch either of your names. May I know them? Hi, I'm Lingvi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. 
And so adorable. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much like the vibe of Kitty. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. That's no, okay. It's not an inaccurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> you said you just looked at him. Well, I looked at both of you. Because I sat next to him and I looked in your guys' direction. Yeah, I looked down the bench. Sith roll. Okay. Um, Eldrian sits down across from you, Amy, next to Jared's character here. And um, you guys all begin to discuss. Um, I'm going to have everybody roll a perception check. Seventeen. Thanks. Rice. Okay. I got a net twenty again. Hey. Wow. Okay. Sixteen. Twenty-four. Fourteen. Seventeen. Okay. Uh so everybody notices this actually then. Um as you guys are discussing the logistics of the journey itself, um El- Eldrian is going to supply well, supply the supplies for the trip. Um, initially in the morning, you guys will head on out um, probably around 8-ish a.m. Uh, when everything is set to go and just after breakfast. You guys, as you're discussing these things and talking to each other, um, notice that the performances have changed a couple times. A few different people have gone up and done different things for the talent show. And the um, the last individual to go up is that uh, high elf that was sat with all the gnomes. And he sits down very proper on the stool and seems to pull a loot out of nowhere. It just comes out of his cloak, sort of as if it wasn't there before, and now it magically is. And he sits down, looks over the crowd, and begins to play. And as you guys are discussing, he plays a while. Um, most of you notice that he's not very good. He's okay. Um, he seems to be playing some complicated songs, but n- missing a few notes or playing it very flat and not with much body or character to it. Um, the crowd seems to be enjoying themselves or politely clapping every time he gets to a section that seemed to be normally a great piece if somebody else had been playing it. Um, Amy, your character seems to notice more that people seem to be shifting their chairs around a little bit. They don't seem to be that pleased with the performance. Um... By the end of it, uh, he sort of glares over at your guys' table as everyone else has gotten a little more quiet while he's been playing. Your table has still been discussing and um, enjoying drinks and food that has been brought out to you guys and um, like flagons are being moved around and there's just shuffling and noise coming from your end of the um, tavern. And... Everybody that rolled a 17 or higher is a little more aware that he is eyeing down your table. I'm just going to eye him back. 
Yeah, I'm I'm like just staring at him while listening to everything that's going on okay. at the table. Do you guys I'm not paying attention to it at all. Got I'm it. I'm not looking. Do you guys do anything? Try to I know. <laughs> I'm gonna pull no, a I, I, I legit I legit just stare at him with the blackest eyes that I have with the black eyes that I have, just staring him down like he's looking into a void. Okay. Um I my... think Mel wants to do something. Hang on a minute, I'm yeah. thinking. Sure. Uh, I do have one question now? for everybody. Um as he's eyeing you guys down, uh do any of you attempt to be quieter? No, I don't at all. I do. No, Thomas, you're using noise. No, because you can open. Right, but it won't. It won't break it. All right, screw it. I'm gonna go ahead and cast thaumaturgy, and uh, because I don't give a shit, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna let my eyes go completely black. Okay. And I'm going to actually. Can I do thermaturgy for more than one thing? Or no? I mean, you can, you can chain it. It's a, it's a Never mind. Never mind. No. So I'm just going to make him go completely dark black and just stare him down. And my staff orb is going to glow just a little bit brighter. So okay. are you doing thermaturgy with it, or just making eyes? The, the orb is just doing it. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm making the orb with my thermaturgy as well. Okay. I'm hiding even harder now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, As you do that, Mel, uh, you do hear him lose his place in the song a little bit. He <laughs> stumbles on the notes <laughs> and stares at you and picks it back up at seemingly the next part. I did do that laugh, though, in-game. That was me just yeah, hearing him mess up. It's the only noise I make. Does he go back and ignore us now? Uh, he seems to be scowling in your direction as he's playing. <laughs> I make the orb grow just a little bit brighter. Okay. The uh, night continues on. You guys get your fill of food and drinks. Um... <laughs> Joe, how much do you have? How much do I have? Yes. Let's see. I've had three L's to this point. Probably have three more. At least three. Well, I didn't drink all the mead. I drank some of it, but not all of it. At the point of you guys getting to the table and meeting each other, you guys are there for another hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, I have probably three, three or four more. Okay. Does anybody else have a decent amount to drink? No, I don't drink at all. I've had the same one for a few hours. Been I'm sipping. sad because I can't have another flagon to use. <laughs> <laughs> and I've reloaded and like I, I've dumped and reloaded my pipe like at least two or three times at this point. Go ahead and roll a just a straight constitution check. Uh, I believe that is an 18. Okay, you are powering yep, through. It's an 18. You do not look drunk at all, but you feel quite well. I'm starting to get a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Is this is the elf still playing? Uh, yes, he is still playing seemingly for a little bit longer. 
and he has been on the stage probably twice as long as anybody else has so far. DM, please mm-hmm. remind me and let me know when the elf is about to step off the stage. Like, literally, he has one foot off the stage. Okay. Anybody else do anything, have anything that they would like to converse about, or anything of the such? I was going to do something where, just to kind of starting to realize how prolonged he's been up there for, um, and seeing the Grave Cleric's little trick that she has, I just kind of give a... I wait for a key point in a couple of his songs, and I just kind of give a slight wave in my hand here. And I cast Minor Illusion to where, in a key pinnacle parts of the song, you know how, like, in clown cars, they have, like, those little horns that go, yeah. that's exactly that's exactly what I what I cue up when he's hitting the, some of the key parts of the song. Minor Illusion doesn't have sound. It does. Is it? it it's does. a choice. You can do a sound or a Oh, that's right. He's yeah. right. Oh, so I can't he's just do doing that. I, I thought you were, like, yep. having the horn there. your chance speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like... Minor Illusion is one or the other. So it's able to throw it so it sounds like it's coming from him off the stage. Nature's. Okay, so as he's playing, it does startle him, and he he falls backwards off the stool. He gets back up extremely angry, shoves the stool back to the front of the stage, sits down, and starts playing again um, what seems to be the last part of the song. Anybody else? Okay, so I, I changed my mind. Right as he's getting to the end of the song, like okay. the big buildup, I want to cast Hold Person. <laughs> okay. I put you guys see me pull out a little straight piece of metal, and I cast Hold, and, and you hear me speak and wave the straight piece of metal, a straight piece of iron, and I cast Hold Person. He has to pass a DC 14 Wisdom saving throw. Okay, okay. Uh, let me check his stats. <laughs> I made you give, get out his stats, huh? <laughs> yeah, I need to know what his wisdom bonus is. I'm just sitting there like, this isn't happening, is this? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Freya? Huh? Hey, <laughs> Freya. Uh, okay, it's plus two, so he's probably going to fail, but we'll see. <laughs> Oh, come on! Natural one? It landed on a 19 and then rolled to a three. <laughs> so that's that's right. a five, baby. Okay. So he is he is paralyzed for uh, oh, we I have concentra- concentration up to a minute. He is paralyzed right at the end of the song. Looks like he's got stage fright. Okay, so as he's right, playing... Right, right before the last note. He seems to be getting a little notes. bit more into it. He, he closes his eyes and looks down and is playing this lute and then stops. No mm-hmm. motion. His eyes don't open. He just stops. <laughs> and uh, how long does hold person last? Uh, concentration <laughs> up to one minute. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> um... I get to retry. Oh nope. nope. They can make another nope. one. Nope. Are you serious? A seven, a five, and a one. So ah. for six, twelve, twenty-four. It's thirty 36. seconds. Or yeah. Uh, forty-two seconds. So at this point, let me roll one more and see if he just fails for the whole minute. Yep, that's a five. Cool. So he just sits there, eyes closed, hunched over, loot not moving, for sixty seconds. 
And in that, the in that time, tavern, I, I put the little piece of iron back in my, my pouch. Okay. The whole tavern is staring at him. At first, they thought he was going to do something with the song or who knows what, but then he didn't move. He didn't breathe. He didn't do anything. So everyone starts to be, you hear whispers of concern. And uh, a couple of the gnomes that were at the table get up and approach him. As the 60 seconds pass, he kind of leans forward in a jolt coming out of the whole person and looks around frantically. Uh, he seems. I've dropped, I've dropped all the turkey by this point. Okay. I'm just. I'm just sitting there with a straight face, looking at him. Okay. He looks. He scans the room, and he is seething. Um. The gnomes around him are reaching up towards him and and handing him some water and trying to see what's going on, and uh, he is just eyeing down the room. And steps off stage. <laughs> I'm going to roll. Nope, that's a two. Okay. So he doesn't know that you cast it, but he knows your table has been troublesome. Okay. So as he storms off the stage and heads towards the bar, um, he kind of bumps into Ellis and she just puts her hands up and moves aside. He storms over and grabs somebody else's drink off the bar and chugs it. And yells to Toblin a little bit. Um, let's see. And I hear what he's saying, yelling at Toblin. I'm double checking all of your passive stats because you guys are still having conversations about your journey itself. But everybody is sort of paying attention to this as well. So let's see. Passive perception. I'm an 11. No. I'm a 16. 12. 18. So you guys, let's see, uh, Mel and Amy, you are the two that can actually make out what he's saying. Uh, The rest of you just hear the yelling, but you can't hear much over the crowd of people now. Now that the um, festival and um, talent show have ended, people slowly started clapping as he stormed away. And so there's chattering and talking and people are gossiping a little bit about what happened and... um, Flagons are being clinked and merriment has proceeded. Now, Mel and Amy, uh, you hear numerous swears. He points over at your table and you hear him talking about how they were disturbance to his beautiful act and how nobody should get away with that and that they should be thrown out for ruining his art. Um, this goes on for several minutes. Toblin just hands him a drink, lets him finish, as uh, the high elf storms back to the table with the gnomes and sits down. I look over at Sithra and raise my eyebrow at her. <laughs> I just kind of look over at Ekka like I'm clearly amused. Okay. Childlike wonder of complete, complete stone face. So the evening continues. Um, is there anything you guys would like to do prior to the night or the, the evening ending? Anybody? 
should we go over what uh journey is supposed to be we will i just yeah. i'll recap that in a moment i just want to make sure that everybody gets to do what they want in the tavern before it's time to uh good for now okay I, I sit and i sit and look at leo and i and i say to him Have I seen that war paint before? It's possible you have. I've been... My people have been, or what's left of them, have been roaming these forests for hundreds of years. Mm. But, I see, but, I, but I see we have our own table of talents here. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> I just kind of, I just kind of gaze across the table at Sithril in amusement. I cast Ramaturgy again, and my eyes just flash the black. <laughs> uh, Joe, if you'd like, you can roll a history check. If you oh, like. history! I want to roll a history check because my intelligence is extremely low. Not extremely low, but it's low. Oh yeah, that's a four. Okay. Um. You think you recognize the face paint, and he is an elf, so maybe he was part of that crusade a long time ago, but you're not really sure. It's very odd to see elves with face paint and war paint. You know. <laughs> not all seems to be what it appears, my friends. Not everything. And it's just kind of, as he leans closer a little bit to you, you can see under the the war paint is some slight scarring that just kind of lines along his on the sides of his forehead and down his face. <laughs> I lean in too, and you can see a few uh, scars on my face as well. And I pull out my pipe, I pack it with tobacco, and I hold it up to my nostril and I blow a flame out my nostril to light my pipe, and then lean back in my chair and slowly puff on my pipe. You're going to have to teach me that trick. <laughs> You'll have to have me to do that. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, while you guys are discussing, uh, it, the night comes to an end. You guys have your last drink. Um, Eldrian bids you adieu. And the conversations that were had while you were eating your meal and having your drinks and enjoying the various entertainments that occurred in the tavern. Um, My ale is just as full as it was hours before. Okay. Um, are, are you going to drink that? <laughs> just a sip. <laughs> I just like keep it held to my face. So just to recap real quick, what was discussed was that you guys are going on this journey. Um, you were selected um, from a larger group of individuals and adventurers to go on this journey. However, the other adventuring parties are pursuing different options to give the kingdom a better chance of surviving this plague. So you guys are pursuing this more obscure legend to find the moon drop. Now, you all are vaguely aware of what it is. Um, most of you have not heard the tales, um, except for Lingvi, 
uh, you actually have heard a lot about this. In fact, it's one of the places or at least the labyrinth you've heard of that leads to um, the location that you're seeking. You would also know that the mage uh, was named Malak, and it was referred to, uh, his domain was referred to as the Depths of Malak. Thank you. Um, you are all also, well, as a party, you guys are given an envelope. Um, in the envelope, it reads various tasks and um, efforts that you guys can go through and be paid for in addition to the journey itself. So one of those things is that you can, I'm pulling up my quest real quick here, um, because it is uncharted territories, if any of you are good at um, mapping or drawing, they will happily take on um, any sort of maps or cartography that you guys are able to provide of these uncharted regions. Obviously, if you do return with information on where the moon drop might be, if you um, have any sort of discoveries that you can notify the kingdom about for their historical records and pillaging, we'll say, um, they will pay you for that if you don't already take the loot for yourselves. And obviously, if you do bring back the moon drop, in addition to what you're being paid automatically as a flat rate to go on this journey, um, upon your return of the journey, you'll get paid. Uh, you will get an additional amount for the moon drop itself. Uh, let's see. The um, archives of the kingdom will pay for any sort of documentation or um, I'll say novels or books, things that if you aren't a drawer, <laughs> you can notate um, your journey and adventure to then describe how things went for you guys so that they can keep an eye on or have historical record of the travels and the journey and what is to the West. There are a few smaller quests as well. Um, Zach, you met Nestor before. He was the blacksmith in Curadel. He is requesting uh, and will pay for any uh, metals or ores that you guys happen upon. Um, the Merchant's Guild will pay for any sort of gems or special historical items. And um, the historians will take... The archive of historians will take any sort of, say, if you find ancient books from Malik's domain, something that they could use and learn from. They'll also pay for that. During these exchanges, um, Eldrian also hands you guys a interestingly patched up and striped haversack. And he explains to you guys that this is a twinned haversack. And because you're going to be out on this journey that may take months or longer, um, they don't really have a way for you to resupply other than 
your own means of survival. So they are providing this twin Tavrasek, which allows them to trade with you guys. Um, the way it works is like a normal Haversack. However, in this case, because it's twin, there are two. So the Kingdom and Merchant Guild holds on to one, you guys hold on to the other, and they both open to the exact same space. The Haversack is small, so you, you can't like crawl through it, but you can put items in it um, to trade back or purchase or write a note for something you'd like with money and say, hey, can I get this? And they'll leave it in there for you. It's a means of making trade from anywhere in the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Perfect. Let's stay on the time. Um, that covers all of the possible sources of income that you guys could make during this journey. The way that you can possibly restock, sell, or trade. And um, he does tell you about various landmarks that you guys are to seek to keep on the correct Oops, excuse me, the correct path. Uh, they know historically from the legends that Malak's, the depths of Malak are far to the west inside a large, or at least the labyrinth to it is inside a large caldera. And all around that is a massive mountain range, as well as what seems like endless forests. Um, there is a large lake and a single mountain that is Captain White. That would be um, one of your guys's landmarks to keep to. If you guys follow between the mountain and the lake, continuing northwest, you're on the right path. There is also a section of uh, like a ravine through the cliffs that has a river flowing through the bottom of it. Uh, there is a passage through there at the top of the ravine that is traversable and you should see a small colored fabric on a stick stuck in the ground there where the Kiradel scouts have already passed through and you'll know that then you are on the correct path uh, about another day's journey past that and you guys will get to a camp that is um already maintained by scouts of the of the Curadel Kingdom, and from there they will let you know how to get to the Caldera. Now, Eldrin's, Eldrian speaks up. Does anybody have any questions before we turn in for the night? I hope you all got that, because I'm probably not going to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Eldrian stands on up and makes his way upstairs where there seems to be rooms to rent for the night. Um, before he gets this to the bottom step, he does turn and says, oh, by the way, uh, you all have rooms. Just let Toblin know uh, and he'll give you the key. And he makes his way up the stairs. Okay, what do you guys do? I go to the bar and have another drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, I go to stand. I'm going to try something. Oh, boy. This might get my ass beat, but it's going to be something I do. 
I am watching her. <laughs> and I start my little muttering, but this time there's actually like substance to it. And I'm going to, as I'm getting up, just tap my staff in just very exaggerated. Ex exaggerated. Thank you. As I go to stand up. And I'm going to spend a charge on my staff on Prickhead. And I'm going to try to cast blindness. Uh, <laughs> roll a perception check. There's nowhere to be found. Um, That's and... a nine. Uh, so 15. Okay, Amy, go ahead and roll a perception check as well. I also have a passive perception. I had to 16. get rid of my, I had to get rid of my bad day. Uh, sorry, I got to scroll. 17. Okay, so, uh, and my you passive go, is 18. Yep, you, you look around, uh, He's not at that table anymore, and Damn it. all but one of the gnomes is gone as well. You don't remember seeing Amy, especially, does not remember seeing him go out the front door. Side door? Are there any other exits? There's the back uh, room. Like basically the storage they had a door. Um in the corner, kind of nearest to where his table is, there is a door. Presumably goes to some rooms on the main floor of the inn. Um there's the bar and a door behind the bar that goes to the kitchen. Other than that, the other side of the room nearest to you guys is the stairs up. And in the middle of the room between you guys, on the opposite side of the building from the bar, is the double doored entrance where people are currently making their way out as the night ends. Just kind of, I just kind of lean over searching for our friend from earlier in the night. He's gone. Did you say one of the gnomes was left at the table? Uh, one, yes. One singular gnome is still sat there watching the crowd leave. Leave it to me. I'll just kind of, I'll get up and I'll just kind of suddenly walk over and I just kind of take one big swig of my drink and I look at the two of them and I just kind of give them a wink and I start stumbling my way over there pretending to be drunk. And I just kind of walk over to the, the one gnome and I just kind of say, mind if I join you? I see you've lost some company. The gnome just squints up at you. You were surrounded. I didn't ask you to come over here. What do you want? And the voice is <laughs> the voice is gruffer, uh, a little more higher pitched, but also like not what you would have expected a gnome to sound like. Oh, come now! And I just kind of sit down and I, I kick my feet up on the on the table that's or the table that's next to ours. From one woodland creature to another, tell me what is your name. DM, do I notice this going on? Uh, yeah, you can be watching. All right. Uh, <laughs> Mel and Amy also, since they were looking around, are aware of it as well. So just passively, I know. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm just doodling. The gnome just begins drinking from their flagon uh, and doesn't say anything else to you, Jared. Not much of the speaking type, are we? What are you having to drink? Come on, come now. Let me buy you one. They tip back, swallow the drink that they had in their mouth, just eye you. They just side-eye you a little bit. I'm all right. Time to turn in anyways. And they set their cup down. It seems to be half full. And they get up and begin to walk towards the front door. I would like to... (laughs) I would like to cast Mage Hand subtly. And I think I'm going to try a sleight of hand trick here to see what I can rummage in his pockets. Not watching anymore. Okay. <laughs> as, soon as, I, as soon as I see the hand motion for Mage Hand, I just immediately am like, I'm not your friend. <laughs> okay. Um, go ahead and roll uh, first a stealth check. To okay. Sure that you can do it stealthily, unless you're not trying to be stealthy. I can be stealthy. I be stealthy so I rolled a uh, 12 plus a 9. 21. Okay. 21. Uh, and then also go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check. Because this is being stealthy to others around as well as stealthy to the individual. 22. Okay. So uh, you guys saw him cast Mage Hand. You saw the hand, and then it just disappeared in the crowd. You don't know what's happening. Um,. Jared, as your hand seems to rummage around in what seems to be the pockets of the gnome, uh, it comes back and has a single gold piece, a single gold coin. Aww. Hmm. Um, while that's happening, um, you guys are, Mel, Amy, and Zach, you guys are still sat at the table? I'm standing, but yeah, I'm sitting. And okay. I was no longer looking, so I'm just, I'm watching Link by with this I, book. I assume that there's trouble going on, so I'm pretending I'm not seeing it. <laughs> okay. I'm just looking around. Um, Roughly around the same time, Joe, that you are getting to the bar, because you walked on over and you were watching um, Leo do this charade... Um, you see four gnomes and a tall high elf come <laughs> round the corner out the door to, in the corner and come straight down the bar towards you. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> uh, how could I help you find gentlemen today? Oh, you big oaf. You think you're so clever, aren't you? I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) You and your table made a disgrace of my performance tonight. It was glorious. I took Uh, so much time and you were you were disrespectful to it. I I mean, let's be honest here, my friend. If even if we did anything of which uh, you obviously have no proof, but hearsay. A good performer would be able to just, you know, 
play right on through it. I don't see any of those, oh, I don't know, from the big city, those nice, really good bands, you know, like, I don't know, Black Sabbath or whatever. <laughs> I don't see them getting distracted when they got 50,000 people standing around oh. screaming their heads off, women tearing their tops off, you know. I don't see them mista- get making mistakes. So just goes to show that you're not as hot shit as you, you are. You can see his fists are clenched, and he he starts yelling, Oh, you disrespectful son of a... And just then, he gets cut off. Toblin interrupts him. Now, Elias, calm yourself. You were just off tonight, that's all. You play well every other night. He looks back at Toblin. Just off? I never am off. I only play perfection. Don't worry about about it. He leans towards you, Joe. Uh, trust me, I'm not worried. <laughs> Here, Elias. Take another pint on me, and then be on your way. Have a nice night. You'll do fantastic next time. He just looks him up and down, and then looks you up and down, and looks back towards the table where Sithril and Echo still sit. Ling Vi kind of fetal position crouched on the bench. <laughs> now just remember, <laughs> don't do anything you're going to regret in the morning. And I turn to the barkeep and order another pint. Um, <laughs> do you have anything on your person, Joe? Me? I mean, my shield, my shield's on my back, my battle axe is on my side, and then just whatever, I would assume whatever effects I have in my backpack, my tobacco, my pipe, you know, all that, whatever adventuring okay. gear I have, so. Uh, anything small that may be attached to your person? Mm. That's a good question. Girlfriend? Oh. <laughs> um... Probably a, my coin purse, I would assume. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say my coin purse is. As he looks back at the table, glares down the drow, and storms Rama out the front door. again? <laughs> he storms straight out the front door. As he's going. Okay. <laughs> blindness, blindness. Blindness. <laughs> Constitution see, 14, please. Okay. <laughs> this poor oh, guy. That's a 14. He passes. Thank God. Oh! <laughs> cool. Awesome. Okay, so he, he it's he's unaffected, so he just continues storming and heads out the front door. The five gnomes in tow. The fifth gnome was waiting at the door and follows suit as soon as the other four follow his through. Yep, his one coin gone. Um, Did I see them mess with anything that around Joe while I was watching? Or me? Uh, no. Nothing seemed to happen okay. other than him seething under his breath. Um, okay. So, uh, Toblin turns to you. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I could take a little bit off your tab if you'd like. If you feel the need to, my friend, I'm not worried. <laughs> no problem. I Usually he's a uh, pleasant person, but 
I have to. I tend to have that effect with people. So, um, no worries. He tallies up your tab, um, comes back over to the table. Um, everything that Eldrian had ordered for the group was paid for. However, you guys do have a few things to settle. Uh, Joe, he requests a single gold piece from you for the drinks for the night. Um, who else had drinks? I know you had one mead, Zach, so that would be two silver. Anybody else have any additional drinks? I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna take the coin that I took off of the gnome and I'm going to flick it. Um, to Toblin. No, to, to Brackus, and I'm going to say... <laughs> Drinks were on him for the evening. <laughs> and I hand Tovlin the gold piece. <laughs> he nods to you pleased and appreciates the uh, the courtesy from Leo. Because <laughs> he does not know where that coin came from. <laughs> and then I, I pull out I pull out like five copper pieces and give them to him to him as a tip. And I ask about my room. I inquire about my room key. Okay. You guys... Shit. How much How much money did we start with? I'm sorry, this is kind of yeah, going off the uh, I think I should have already put all the money that you guys should start yes, with in you yours. Did. So you, did, you should yeah. have about 120 gold, uh, I think like 50 silver and 20 copper. Okay. Zach, yep. you okay. just have all the money you had from last campaign. <laughs> okay. You guys... Um, Take your time, mosey on over, pay your bills if needed, and receive your keys for the evening to each a room, uh, each having a room on the second floor. Do you guys do anything before turning in for the night? Nope. I'm just going to go straight up to my... I'm going to turn in. Contemplate my life. The... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, upon inspection, does my room have a window? Uh, it does. It does. So is there like a small table or something in the room or something that looks long enough that I can brace the top of the window and the sliding part of the window so that nobody can open it from the outside? Um, there's nothing in the room. There's just a chamber pot, um, a small table next to the bed and a like an armoire, basically okay. a cabinet to, to put things in. Is there like a chair or anything in the room too? There's one chair, yes. Okay, so I take the chair and I brace it just like anybody would under the doorknob to keep people from coming in. And then I break, literally just take a leg off the table and break it <laughs> okay. and make it the size so that I can brace the window so nobody can open it from the outside just because I'm assuming that... Is it Analeas? Him and his friends are up to no good, and I'm going to protect myself from them okay. busting in. They're going to have to really try hard to get into my room tonight. Okay, good to know. Does anybody else do anything? Um, I was going to meditate in my room. Okay. Anything else? Uh, can you hand me yours? It is about mm, 
midnight-ish. I'm going to meditate in my room and recap the individuals description-wise that I've seen this evening. Um, I'm going to, because I am an elf, I am going to, because I don't need to have the whole long rest thing, I can also just, you know, meditate and... Mm -hmm. For a few hours, for like I think a short rest, and I'm a hundred percent. So, um, so for the first like, yeah. So for the first four hours, I'm just gonna stay awake with my like like hood over my head. I'm gonna go to like the because because kind of like Barack like Gracchus, I'm kind of thinking like, okay, I'm not dumb. This guy's probably gonna try to come after me at some point, so I'm gonna like pull myself into the darkness for the first four hours and just wait. I pray. And then I, uh, I say a confused prayer to either to, uh, Bahamut. And then I, uh, okay. lay down still in my armor and pass out. Okay. This book has to do with my meditation. <laughs> Sorry. Go for it. Okay. Anything for you, Zach? Other than existential dread now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just sitting fetal position in your room like, oh. What am I doing? I should be digging. What am I doing here? <laughs> I should be digging. <laughs> so much. Okay. Uh, if that's everybody's agenda for the evening. Um, uh, I was going to... I'm going to roll and I'm going to hand you back the book. Okay. You can leave it there for now. I don't need it right now. Let's see. That's too heavy to I need. Okay. Um, Brackus, in the night, you do wake with a, a sudden noise that seems to come from the window but immediately silence after i i i I roll onto my side and lay with my eyes open okay how long do you stay up couple hours do okay. I see anything in the? Do I see anything in the room? Do I? Do I? I, I look, just kind of glancing at the window. Do I see it? Is it broken? Is it? No. Open. No, it's nothing. It just was a, a bang at the, a bang outside at the, window. the window. That was so it. nothing. No, nothing's wrong with the window then. Nope. Okay. Okay. You stay seeing up that the window. Uh, seeing yeah, I stay up for about an hour. Okay. And then I fall back to sleep. Um, Leo, mm -hmm. what is your passive perception? That would be 13. Uh, okay. You are sound asleep. You don't seem to notice anything. You, you seem to readjust in the night a couple times, um, and then you get this sense of dread and you have a nightmare and wake up 
very abruptly. Um, while you were dreaming, you witnessed your tribe mm-hmm. and what happened to them mm-hmm. all over again. And it startles you awake. What do you do? Every night. Every damn night. And then I just try to... I just try to roll myself back over in almost like a cold sweat. But I can almost feel like the... The scars on me, on my head especially, almost like branding a little bit. Just in memory. Okay. Um... Can you quickly roll me a wisdom saving throw? Here we go. Eleven. Okay. So you're sitting there and trying to go back to sleep, calm your nerves a little bit from the nightmare, and it brings you comfort that that elven loot player he was just really good like the music was it was very calming (laughs) he really seemed to be quite charming and you relax and fall back asleep that's fine fellow (laughs) uh mel yeah you wake to a a bang just outside the window and you hear some what sounds like whispering voices I understand what they're saying you cannot it's muffled through the wall in the window but it's just enough to know that it doesn't it sounds like a sound it could be an animal it could be Something else, you're not sure. Can I press my ear, not like, not like next to the window, not like in front of the window, but like next to it? Okay. Because I do have keen ear, I have, I do have keen senses as an elf. Yeah. Um, does that give you advantage on, on perception? Check? Go ahead and roll a perception check with advantage then. Problem. Watch the animal. And it's nighttime. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> uh, 20. Okay. Um, you do make some things out. Not everything. But you hear things like, This is the right window. The master. Um, it must be. And I... Does it sound like it's right outside my window? In the vicinity. Possibly pressed up against the wall just on the other side of where you're listening. Not immediately in front of the window, but adjacent to it. I'm gonna send... It's a good thing I'm about to go to sleep. Um, I keep clicking on things that I don't mean to. Come on. Give me my answers. Give me a second. <laughs> uh, let's see, because I just want to read. Okay, fine. Fuck you. 
right, right, Because I just want to double check something before I make a decision. That was just so long. I know, God. Okay, so... I am going to send... Again, use it through my staff. I'm going to send a stinking cloud, a stinking cloud through the cracks of the window mm. to cover that space. Okay. Um, uh, is it fourteen again? Is it a save or an attack roll or what? What kind of? It's a save. It's a con. Uh, con save. I think. Let me triple check. Yes, con save. Okay. Ooh. Okay. What's the DC? 14. Okay. You hear one of the voices begin to cough. The other one, what are you doing? Too noisy. (coughs) And then the voices trail off as they seem to move farther away, possibly. Uh, Because you're kind of not in frame, so. No, 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 no. I was was thinking, but he, he, he finished what he was saying, so. Okay. Good. Anything else? Um. No, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait a, a few minutes. Still. My ne- near the window, still listening. Do I hear anything? You wait a while. But you don't hear any more sounds. How long do you wait? I'm going to wait about 10 minutes. It's silent. Okay. I'm going to go back into my trance, but because it's it puts me in semi-consciousness, I can still hear things. Okay. I go to um, my trance. And to double check, Joe, you slept completely armored and everything the whole time, correct? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm completely armored as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think anybody disrobed. I didn't trust the bedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't trust the people we fucked with. So. That's fair. <laughs> I kind of. I'm be honest with you. I didn't trust anybody I was sitting with, regardless. But you know. And there is a difference between taking off your armor versus like actually disrobing. Like you uh-huh. still have clothes underneath your armor. So did mm-hmm. nobody take off their armor? I no. Don't. No. Okay. Uh, you can't look at me. Like, of course I'm not going to. When you, I never leave my guard down. Uh, you guys sleep the rest of the night. Nothing seems to happen. However, when I am you... in my meditative state the whole night. I do not sleep for the night. Right. I also just don't sleep. Um, let me see. Everyone but Amy, actually, when you wake up in the morning, you wake up with a point of, a point of exhaustion. Everybody mm-hmm. but me? Correct. Or everybody's fine, and then I get it. No, everyone has it except for you. Okay. Even me, even though I was in a trance, mm-hmm. not asleep. Yes. Everyone got fucked with. Oh, that's true. Okay. Where where do where do I add a point of exhaustion on D and D Beyond? Oh, conditions. Probably. Yeah, you can do it under conditions. Mm-hmm. There we go. One. Um. <laughs> and just because everybody yeah. would possibly know this. Uh, Hold on, We've, I've got to show. So you had another, yes, one point. There you go. The um, interruptions throughout the night contributed a little bit, and 
not being able to sleep comfortably because you guys are wearing all your armor contributed to the rest of it. Of it. Combination of both is why you guys got a point of exhaustion. So you guys would know, would understand the reason just because it's like, oh, I had a crappy night of sleep. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. most of it. You were wearing metal? Yes. I'm not wearing I forget. No, I forget the rules on exhaustion. What is the first point? I don't remember what it does. Um, it? Yeah, first point is either. just disadvantage on checks and attacks. Other than that. Every, everyone, okay. Yes. Until until you are relieved of exhaustion, which you are relieved of it rest. after a long rest. Okay. Um, it is 9.18. Uh, usually, we will want to end around 9 30 so i think this actually probably will be a great place to stop for the night we, can, we can discuss when we're gonna meet up next uh we'll do that after i kill the recording here well, yes but i'm saying that'll be a good thing to end on yeah um before does anybody have any sort of questions or anything that they uh want to address before we stop for the night uh-huh. I'm just gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to take my armor off to go to sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> normally, normally that's kind of assumed that you typically do naturally because it's really yeah. hard to sleep in armor. I'm going um, to sleep in the nude. Make sure that you don't you don't fuck with your D and D Beyond page. That way, you don't lose the point of exhaustion for next time. Because sometimes when you're playing around with it just to look at stuff, you can accidentally get rid of it. True. I'll also remind people next time, so. Yes. 